it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. Here, I mean, see, Vinny, you are messing up too. Look at it; we're both messing up on this side. What is going on, everybody? I didn't think I'd be here today, but I am back, and I'm back with the cohorts. Welcome to Legal Ham the Face. Let me bring in my cousin Vinny first. Hey, good morning, everybody. And bring in Big Bri. What's up, fellas? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, first shout-out of the day I have to give is to you guys. Uh, Vinny is in the Casa studio at his house, and Bri actually took care of the show this week for me so that I could recover. Also, I got to give a huge shout out to uh, my doctor, my doctor, who is Dr. Johnson. I have Dr. Johnson, uh, my doctor and everybody at Southwest General. Um, Everything went great. I'm back a little sore, a little tired, but we're good to go. So it's good to be back. Good to see you guys again. And, you know, Vinny, next week we'll get you back in Fatboy Studios. Okay. Hey, can't wait. All right. No Vinny fails tonight. uh, Justin said already. Uh, (laughs) We already started so out. With fail, so yeah, well, yeah, it was a fatty fail on that one. I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, gentlemen, our show is brought to you, and everybody that's watching is brought to you by Lake Erie APA. Uh, we can't thank Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA for everything they've done. We've already crowned a nine ball champion heading to Vegas here in Cleveland uh, in two weeks. Hopefully, it'll be our names being called, and we will be going to Vegas for eight ball. So we'll see how that goes. But so far, we got to thank Harold keel and everybody at lake area apa they've been amazing to us and if you would like to get scheduled with a team or you know if you're just one person you're looking for a team get a hold of us and let's go have some fun with us all right boys how are you guys doing how's everybody doing this week i feel oh, i haven't talked to good. anybody in like two weeks yeah doing great yeah living the yeah day. i've been doing good all right i just it feels weird because i feel like you know, after being down and out for like a few days, I feel like I've been off for like a month. So, like, <laughs> I texted Brian, I'm like, I'm not even watching sports right now, dude. I need you to help me out here. I need you to do the sheet for this week. The Vinny goes, Why can't I do the sheet? I'm like, Do you know what's going on in sports right now? And he goes, No. And I'm like, That's why. <laughs> but I do have one before we get in our shout outs, we had a cookie discrepancy here in my household last night okay and i need your guys's opinion because you guys are both married Vinny, you're coming up on a year brian yes. you've been married for a few years correct correct mm-hmm. i've been married for a few years and this is the first time this has kind of happened to us in our marriage 
And I probably did not respond the way I should respond because I responded as a complete fat ass. But there's a reason why over cookies. But there's a reason why. Okay. So let me set the mood for you. We were watching Yellowstone. Okay. I had a cup of milk about yay big. Mm -hmm. I went, got my Keebler Elf rainbow cookies with the M&M's. Gotcha. All right. Right. Now, yeah, yeah. Yours? Are we sure they're them. yours? You you bought were, them separately uh, for yourself? They were ours. She helped me eat some last night. Ours. Right. Okay, there it is. Okay. So here's what happened: is we sat down, we opened up the package, we started eating. All right. And she's like, "I didn't even want cookies." And she's like, I, "I don't even know why you brought these out." I'm like, "Well, you're eating them now. It's fine." What I saw happen next, and I need your guys' clarification on this: I saw a female hand go into the cookie. Pull out a cookie, look at it, and then put the cookie back in. Hmm. Okay. Now, in my rule, it's possession. It's hers. She touched it. It's hers. Okay. Her side of the story is she picked out the cookie. There was no M&M on this cookie. It was smaller than all the other ones. There was no M&M on that thing. It was just plain, plain chocolate cookie. And she mixed it back in with the M&M ones. (laughs) Obviously, I gave her the complete look of, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you just eat the cookie? Because you're going to upset me because I'm going to have to eat the cookie later. Which I did eventually eat the cookie later. I'm not going to lie. I'm fat. I ate the cookie later. Right. I'm not going to leave one cookie in there without an M&M. So mm-hmm. I get pissed off at it when I open up the package the next day and realize it still doesn't have an M&M on it. But the big thing was is possession. Mm-hmm. She had it in her hand. That should have been her cookie. Right? <laughs> I think it Boy. comes down to uh, uh, male mentality versus a female mentality. So I, a female mentality, they're kind of used to sharing, I think like that and at least you know that's kind of like what happens in in my house i live with three women no 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 i get get the sharing but she had it she looked at it yeah placed it back in the cookie pile right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. somebody else will go ahead and take care of that because it's not what i wanted kind of thing i I just expected something different i didn't get it i'm gonna put it back laughing she was laughing so hard she could not stop laughing and I'm like, this is not a laughing matter. Like, this is the serious that uh, I've been with her in a very long I'm like, you just, you did something wrong. That was your <laughs> cookie. You pulled out that cookie. I don't want right. that cookie. Now she goes, well, maybe we should save it for Keebler. And then we might get another package of cookies. So I'm like, you know, that's not going to happen. They're going to look like that and be like, eh. no, it would just, I wanted your guys' bribe. What's your opinion on it? Yeah. I think, uh, I think there's two main aspects to this argument. I think. The first one is the quantity. Now, if there's just a couple of cookies, two, three, four, five, you know, and she pulls out one, luck of the draw, doesn't like it, puts it back. No, there, I'm not having that. There was was seven cookies left. Yeah, but there was a whole box. You went through a whole box of cookies. So it's not like there was, if you each had like one cookie and there were big cookies, and she said, well, mine doesn't have as many M&M's switch as me. Then I'd be on your side 100%. And, and then the second argument is, well, it's your wife. 
and you have to pick and choose these battles. I don't know if that's a battle that I would choose to fight. Oh, I'm not. Um, I just had to bring mm-hmm. it up there because she's like, she goes, you're going to talk about this tonight, aren't you? I'm like, hell yes. I'm about this. <laughs> if like, there, like I said, if there were one, if there were one cookie that she had and one cookie that I had and she wanted mine and I had to settle for hers, then I might fight that battle. But if there's a bunch of them and you, you never know, I've started these arguments before in a playful manner. And it turns dark pretty quickly, and it gets away yes, from you. So you are walking a fine line with that one. Like part of me wanted to lash out and just grab the whole box of cookies and smash them up against the wall. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't I, do I, that. Not, Don't be ca- I, making a bunch of cookie casualties. I did not. But then I'm sitting there, and there's only two cookies left. One of them is that cookie, and then another cookie. She goes, "You're going to eat it, aren't you?" I'm like. Of course I'm going to eat. There's two cookies left. I'm not going to leave a cookie in the package like a monster. Right. You, you, eat, you eat the cookie with the M&M first. That way you get both cookies because you know she's not going to touch it or she's going to choose that she has to eat it. You know what's really bad is she actually took a picture because I shoved the whole cookie in my mouth all at once just to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, why don't you let me take a picture of you biting into that cookie? I'm like, because I don't want the evidence around. <laughs> so if my- there's... See, my my like, wife never, used to take used, if there were two like one good cookie, one bad cookie. She used to take the good one and she'd lick it and put it back. So it's like <laughs> kind of staking her claim that that's mine. You know, you can have this crappy one. And then she realized that doesn't really phase me at all. So I just kept eating this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one out the window a long time ago. You can lick it. Go ahead. I'm still taking the better one. Yeah, that doesn't work with me either. I mean, we found that out with Labuglio with the uh, fingers in the beer. Oh, here's your beer. I'm still drinking it. I don't. Care. Yep, still drink it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I got a long story for that. We'll save that for another day, though. Uh, that might be a cheap hand party on that one. That okay. Might be, uh, yeah, that might be one for the Kentucky boys. See how they like that with, stuff. With well, with with my remember, I had that waterproof phone. Uh huh. I, I used to put it in people's beers and be like, "Hey, man, I, I left. I, I don't. I don't have my phone. Can you give it a call?" I say, "Sure." And then they give it a call, and then uh, it starts ringing in their beer. <laughs> Ooh, that's gross. I don't want this. I'm like, "All right, I'll drink it." <laughs> yep, I get my beer and your beer. Cool. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our show. Let's get into some shout outs. Uh, Vinny, you want to go first on shout outs tonight, bud? Um. I'm kind of wondering, actually, if my brother and sister uh, might be watching tonight. They normally, I guess, kind of do, um, but they went on out to uh, New Hampshire and Maine to see my father for his birthday, which was on the 3rd. Okay. So, happy birthday, Dad, And uh, which I called him already way before this. But, um, yeah, happy birthday, and hope, uh, hope everyone's listening and having a good time. They're right. they're out with uh, hype man Polly. Oh boy, because Polly asked me to come on the show tonight. I I, yeah. I, had, I had to break the news to him that we had like shows planned like two weeks in advance. Yeah, so I was like, like Polly, we can't do it. I was like, plus, Daddy's on a little bit of painkillers right now, so it's probably not a good thing to have hype man Polly and uh, Fatty all fired up. Let's just let's <laughs> right, can't have those two together. Uh, I yeah, told, we'll have a day. We might, we might try and schedule something. Oh yeah, well, we'll definitely will. But I, I told Vinny today. I was like, I did all the banners, but I need you to double check because when I did the banners, there might have been some drug influence. So just a little <laughs> heads up. So uh, Brian, everything met, looked good, by the way. 
See, so. at least I can spell when I'm, you know, there. <laughs> oh, I didn't check spelling. Oh, well, shit. I go back through. Here we go. All right, Brian, what about you? You got any shout-outs this week? I, I didn't originally, but I just started thinking back to what I was doing this weekend. And um, l- let me first shout out uh, the Cleveland APL. Uh, we went up there on Saturday and made a small donation to them. Um, you know, I know City Dogs is close to our hearts as well. If you're going to any animal shelter, um, you know, to, to make a difference, to help them out any way you can, to adopt an animal, you know, maybe you're looking to pull the trigger on that. Let, let this be a reminder to you. Um, search search for your local shelters. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, a lovable dog, a lovable cat, you know, now's the perfect time to do it. So uh, that can be my first shout out. My second shout out, we had some time to kill after that between that and uh, and dinner. We went up in your neck of the woods. We went to Dick's Sporting Goods Outlet which oh, is yeah. off of 252, maybe, in North Olmstead. It's, it's like right the Bird Park the, Extension. Yeah, it's right across the street from uh, Harry Buffalo. Yeah. There you go. I, I mean, it, it's a huge place, and it's you get oh. good quality stuff from Dick's Sporting Goods for, like, half the price. So yeah. if you're if you're a thrifter or you're a bargain buyer, um, yeah, check that out. Nobody wants to pay 70 bucks for a golf shirt or $35 for a t-shirt or something like that. So you can get some pretty good stuff at a pretty good price. So I didn't know they existed. I kind of stumbled upon it. I think I was trying to kill some time before I went to your house one day and and I found that. So if you're in that neck of the woods, check it out. They might have something for you. All right. I have Jose Cotto has chimed in and said, she's your wife, Jerry, Jerry, uh, eat the cookie. And, I like it. Uh, Justin said, "Woman logic cookie can go back into the carton. Possession only counts if she catches you doing something to prove of." Well, yeah, that's that's true too. Definitely agree. That that's definitely agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Do you have any more shout outs? That's all I got. All right. Well, my shout outs, like I said, Doctor Johnson. Um, I've been needing this nose surgery for a very long time now. And finally, to get it done, I did have to stay overnight at the hospital, which was not fun. Um, just the fact of the monitor they had me hooked up to that I wanted to throw out the fifth story window. <coughs> but that'll be staying for another time. Um, also got to shout out my wife, kids, uh, Grammy. Grammy came in to help out this weekend so I could get a little bit of sleep. Uh, I told these guys beforehand. Everything's been going fine. Just a lot of um, colorful stuff coming out of my head right now. Uh, (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Uh, But I I feel good. Just a couple of headaches uh, here and there and just some, you know, sinus problems. But other than that, I mean, it's the first time in probably, God, Bryce, six years, seven years, something like that, that I've been able to do one of these. Sweet. So now I do have to ask, we've been all taking bets here. Has my voice changed at all due to the nose surgery? (laughs) I can't tell that much of a difference on this. Maybe in person it sounds different, but I was joking with Jose uh, this weekend about Oh, I wonder if he'll come back and he'll start sounding like Barry White. And I'm like, holy cow, I didn't know that was your voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just to this on. point, it's pretty similar, though. Okay. Come on here. Welcome to Legal Hand of the Face. <laughs> right. There you go. 
That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm glad I got it done. And uh, you know, it just does sounding fatter count. It actually does count because it's been a rough weekend. Uh also got to shout out now that you bring up fatter count, gotta shout out Arby's. I did have the burger this weekend. All right. Mm-hmm. Not bad, Bri. I'm with you. It's it's a good quality burger. Yeah. I put on the level of Wendy's. Pretty mm-hmm. good burger. And yep. my kids have found the Wendy's Frosty O's. And oh, yeah. Frosty eat. Cones. No, no, no. no. Frosty O's. Frosty O's. What are Frosty O's? So they are like the Count Chocula, but they have a couple of them with like little vanilla and little marshmallows in them. Hmm. So, and I'm not going to lie, I had to try it because I'm fat and pretty damn good. (laughs) So Wendy's does have a breakfast cereal that is really good. So just letting you people know, Frosty O's. I was that close from picking up a box. Well, we were walking through Giant Eagle after swim school and i'm looking at them and i'm like what are you guys doing They're like dad can we get some frosty oats i'm like no all right put it put it in the cart don't tell mom though put it in the cart <laughs> and they put it in the cart and i'm like what do you guys want for breakfast the next morning and they said that i'm like all right i'll sit down and have a bowl with you so my my head is spinning uh wendy's makes a cereal that tastes like frosties yes wow yeah all right i mean that's gonna take a while to compute in my head but right it's wild I thought I heard they have strawberry frosties. Somebody told me they have strawberry frosties now today. Really? Is that right? I don't. I'm. They have strawberry. Unless it's a prank. Let's see. All right. So, running ball man, chocolate or vanilla frosty? Question mark. Uh, for me, it all depends on what food I get. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like most of the time, I prefer chocolate with my burger. But if I do get a chicken sandwich, I'll get a vanilla frosty. I'm fat like that. What about you guys? Neither, to be honest. <laughs> oh boy, Wendy's I'm not a frosty finally, guy. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, it, I'll eat it. It's not like I hate frosties or anything, but rarely do I get them. Wendy's ads 47 minutes ago. Yahoo News. Wendy's finally adds a strawberry frosty to their menu, replacing the vanilla for a limited yeah, right. time. Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. Heard wow. it here first. All right. Well, it looks like we're going to go. I mean, it's a lot better than the other breaking news that happened this week for uh, our Cleveland teams. So can't wait for that. But we're not talking <laughs> about that tonight because Brian did the schedule and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So let's get, into our, uh, let's get into our trivia. Now, last week we did do a trivia for $25 gift card to Mr. Beats. All right. Now, I'm throwing out another giveaway tonight that most people don't know about. That's so this is new to you guys too. Okay. Yeah. So we are very close to 2000 followers on Twitter. We are very close to 500 followers on Facebook. And I want to hit that hundred subscriber mark on YouTube. So hopefully we can get our channel name taken care of a legal ham to the face channel name. Now for all this to happen, I need everybody watching and listening to tell your friends, Tell your family, tell everybody to subscribe to every platform that we're on because I'm going to give a choice out, okay? Now, we are Browns fans, all right? I'm not giving out that much of my Browns stuff. I'm going to keep some of that back. But I have with me, and this is your choice, because once we hit those marks, 
We're going to do a raffle on who gets this if they want to. I have an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey. Flip it over. Flip it wow. around. That I will give away once we hit all these marks, okay? Now, if you do not want the Saquon Barkley jersey, not your cup of tea, I totally understand. All right? Next choice is a $100 gift card. I want to hit that $100 mark. I want to hit that 100 mark on YouTube so bad that I'm going to give out a $100 gift card to somebody. Okay? Wow. So, and it's just a straight gift card. It's not to a restaurant, not to anything else. It is a $100 gift card to somebody. Uh, I've been in touch with somebody that has helped us out. I will not name names. Those will stay in the back, and they have gifted us this to help out our show and try to get us moving forward. So, cool. everybody, please like, sub- subscribe, and follow All Legal Ham all over our social media platforms. All right? You can follow Vinny and Bry too. I bet you they'll love it, too. Brian's not on Twitter, but you can catch him on Facebook every now and then. Sure. But please help us get to 100 on YouTube because that way we might be able to lock in the illegal ham name and have an illegal ham to the face YouTube channel. All right. (laughs) So on that note, those that's what's going down. So once we get to those 2000 on Twitter, 100 on YouTube, 500 on Facebook. Once we get to that, we will raffle everybody that is following us. And we will draw a name. And that name will you can choose either the Saquon Barkley jersey or the hundred dollar gift card. Your choice. Awesome. What do you think about that, big fella? I love it. That's All great. Right. That's yeah. Gives you a lot of incentive. Awesome. Spread the word. Yep. And especially I just want that name locked in. So when everybody searches on YouTube and just searches illegal ham and they go, What am I going to come up with? No, it's not Hamlet. No, it's not, you know, Hamilton Adams. No, it's a legal ham to the face. All right. <laughs> All right. Right. A spider pig would come up. Probably a spider pig would come up too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gentlemen, let's get into our show. Let's get into trivia. Vinny, you got the board on the other side, right? Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into our trivia, Brian. And our trivia is brought to you by Curve Appeal Landscaping. Get a hold of Papa V at CurveAppeal419.com. Uh, this week is Bry's week for trivia. Next week, we will try again for a $25 Stump Bry trivia question. So tune in next week, and we will get that going. Bry, what do you got for me, bud? Well, you know I love my football trivia, but I had to go uh, and switch it up a little bit. And I want a little baseball for you. So I am looking for your Cleveland Indians slash guardian um, all-time winning percentage of the franchise and where do they rank in comparison to other teams so I know this one's going to be tough to to nail it exactly so I kind of broke it down to different tiers in you know call a multiple choice whatever you want um, so all-time win percentage where do they rank are they one to four are they five to eight nine to twelve? 13 to 16, 
17 to 20, or are they 21 and lower? All right, I like it. I like it. We'll catch that on the backside. Mm-hmm. I actually really do like that question, Bri. Where'd you hey, find yeah, that? So, I mean, it's, it's technically, I guess you can throw the Guardian name in there, too. But well, yeah. it's pretty much Cleveland Indian trivia. And okay. Spiders and Buckeyes, whatever they were before then. You know what the great thing is, is now that uh, Vinny's not here in studio with me, I can cheat. So I'm just going to be cheating. <laughs> that, um, no, that's, no, that's a great question, right? All right. I like it. Yep. All right. Now, what's really funny is now Vinny can cheat on uh, my cousin Vinny's word of the day, which is hitting you right about. Vinny, this feels weird not seeing you over chicken scratch and everything else before the show starts. <laughs> right. right. All right. So why don't you give me your uh, word of the day, bud? All righty. Here it comes. Make sure the volume's all the way up and everything. I don't know where it's where I'm going to have to put this. Let's see. See, technical difficulties. We should have tried this before. <laughs> there we go. Did you hear it? Socialist. Sumptuous. 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 Sounds like... I think it's up here. Sumptuous. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, that was a lot louder, huh? That definitely was socialist. Okay. Sumptuous okay. is our word of the day. Sumptuous. Does it mean a quality or state of being faithful to someone b extremely costly rich or magnificent c blend or mix together or d done without energy or enthusiasm more so like out of a duty or a habit okay cool all right, all right Brian, you ready for that one? well done yep i got it all right, Vinny, are you going to uh, stick around and talk some basketball with us? Hmm. I'll stick around for a little bit. I might pop out or pop back in. All right. All right. So, like I said, Brian came up with a show today, and he actually has a really good show for us, which I was kind of stunned when he sent it to me. I'm like, are we even going to fit this in this show? So, Brian, I, th- I, th- I think we're going to have to save the, the last one maybe for next week or in two weeks or whenever. We'll figure it out. But We'll see uh, how it goes, yeah. The uh, title of our show is uh, NBA Finals are going on and are we watching? Now, uh, Bri, uh, I actually have been watching only because I was in the hospital when the uh, the first one kind of first game came down. Right. So I actually got to watch the first game, which was a great, great game. That was probably one of the best games I've seen in a while, and especially for uh, Boston to come back the way they did and just – owned that fourth quarter. Well, actually, owned the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Right. So it was it was really good to see. Other than that, game two kind of lost its luster because Draymond was acting like a little punk. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and, you know, just, you know, 
just doing one of these the entire time. So, but I mean, right. but I mean, I have been watching, I have been paying attention, but you know, like you, you asked me, you know, are, are you invested in it? And I, to be honest, I'm not really invested because I, I believe that there's not much parity in the NBA right now because you can actually look and see what teams are good. And you know what four teams are going to go to the you know semifinals and the finals unless there's some major hiccup that happens. You know, like, you know, uh, Milwaukee going out was kind of like weird. But then you look at the two teams that were left, Miami and um, Boston, you knew that was going to happen. Golden mm-hmm. State got their stride. You knew that was going to happen because LeBron was out. So it's kind of been like, I miss the old school days of us growing up and not knowing, watching the game sevens that come down, watching the Reggie Miller talk crap to everybody, watching, you know, I'll be it. I'll be the nineties kid to say it. I mean, I think the nineties basketball was better than what it is today. I'm not saying that the athletes aren't great and they're, it's amazing to watch. It's just, I like that style of basketball now because, you know, when you were growing up, you got touched on the wrist. Are you bleeding? No, it's not a foul. Stop crying. Let's move down the court. <laughs> like, I understand if you get completely karate chopped and hacked, but these guys are barely getting touched now. And it's, it's like you stole their unborn child, took it home and raised it yourself. So, I mean, have you been watching the NBA finals, Brian? Uh, I've been, I wouldn't say I've been watching like every game, but I'll turn it on and I'm interested in it. Um, because to me, the Warriors are still a villain, villain to me. Um, I still hate them. I still can't stand them. Um, you know, that's what you need in when you're watching a championship series is you either need a team to root for that you like, that you like the guys, you know, your hometown team, obviously, or, or just guys that have good stories like Giannis sticking with Milwaukee when, uh, when everyone thought he was leaving. So you either need a team to root for, or you need a team to root against. And obviously as, as Cavs fans, we can relate to hating Draymond and Steph and Clay and all of them, just like we can relate to, rooting against the heat when, uh, when LeBron was there. So I'm interested. I still don't fully believe that Boston really has a chance, even though they won game one, I feel like they really probably shouldn't have. I, I don't know if uh, golden state just got lazy or what it was, but I don't know. I get sick of the bouquet throwing at golden state. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't need to watch it. I don't need to hear about it all the time. I, I still don't, I, I think they're a good team, but um, but I don't think they're a great team anymore. With KD, they were a great team, obviously, because he joined a good team and made them great. But um, but the one thing that the NBA has going for him right now is these are two homegrown teams. These are not teams that have been concocted through free agency. These are not teams that oh, on. one superstar demanded a trade to another team and got his way. These are teams that most of the stars on these teams are drafted by these teams. And they they obviously added guys like Wiggins and Horford through free agency, but they're not the, the guys that are driving the team. So, well, yeah, they- hopefully maybe the team has – the NBA has come through that drought where every year it was just another super team, super team, super team. These guys going here and forming a super team. And, and so – I think hopefully that engages the casual NBA fan like the last few years have not done. 
Yeah, and, and what you were saying about you know these teams, KD went to Golden State for a couple of years. You can't forget that. I mean, that was that was above the super team of all super teams. But you also mm-hmm. got to remember that Golden State hasn't been a full strength since the Cavs beat him. Because either Steph has been injured, Clay's been out for almost two years, it feels like. You right. have Raymond in and out because he's been injured. So that team has never really been together the past couple years, but now everybody's healthy. They really can't, like, everybody's like, well, you're really sleeping on Golden State. Well, no, because they still have the talent there. It's not like they don't have the talent. It's just they're injured. They're sitting on the bench. And then they get a lottery pick, you know, just because everybody's sitting on the bench. It's like, oh, great, they get a lottery pick now. That's awesome. Glad that works out for them. But, you know, like, it just, when I see these finals, I see teams that are similar, but I see two totally different styles. Because I see the way Boston plays, which is up-tempo, in-your-face, straight defense, if they can. Mm -hmm. And then you have Golden State that likes to run a little bit, which Boston does too, but Golden State's always looking for that open shot. And if they get that open shot, they're going to take it. And I think what Boston did game one to them of trying to make Steph and Clay, you know, take over the game, which Steph did early. Afterwards, he couldn't hit anything, and neither could Clay. And at that point in time, they got nobody else to score. And then yeah. Boston just kind of took over, but also Boston got helped out by Al Horford, another point guard that made like six threes. They they made an abundance of threes, but the way they're playing their game of drive and kick out, and especially with Tatum and Brown, especially Tatum, that's that's a pretty good team they got going there. And I say team because you have up here next, you know, is Tatum or Steph your top five players or are they superstars? Okay. For me, Tatum is not a superstar. Tatum is a great player. He'll never be a superstar to me because I never, I don't think so because I don't think he has the ability to take over a complete game. He could take over a quarter. He could take over a half. But can he get pissed off enough to actually take over a game? Now, granted, he is a great facilitator. You know how many, game, how many points he scored in the first game? Eight. But he passed the ball everywhere else. He's a great facilitator. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's at that level with everybody else. Now, Steph, I kind of do because Steph game changed the whole game of the NBA with his three-point shot and everything else. So, I mean, how right. do you feel about those two? Um, as far as Tatum, I would agree with you in the fact that I don't think he's a top five player right now. Because um, some people have been overreacting, I think, in my opinion, over the last couple weeks to a month about uh, his abilities. And he's still young. So where I disagree with you, I think he has that potential. He's just not quite there. I mean, he had... But there were one game at, against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals where he scored like 40-some points, 46 or something like that, and I think he just took over that game. Um, but right now, I think he's not in my top five. Uh, he's probably borderline top ten, but he's ascending. And so, you know, I think the future's bright for him. And you remember when, when he was drafted, everyone was questioning Boston because they had the number one pick. And Markel Fultz was supposed to be the superstar coming out, and they traded back to, like, number three and let the Sixers take Fultz. And everyone's like, what are you doing? You know, why would you trade back? Well, they really like Tatum. 
And right now it seems like, you know, just a huge deal that Fultz was this giant bust and Tatum is a borderline top 10 guy. So I think they made the right move there. And it, he's just going to take some time. I think he's still only like 23, 24 years old. So I think he has that potential. He's he's right now in his super prime of 24 to, what, 24 to 28 range. He's got like a four-year range right now, which yep. I consider the super prime in the NBA, where you've actually put on the muscle and you're not a child anymore. And mm-hmm. starting to learn the NBA a little bit better. You know, you're, you're right there. And, you know, these next four years will actually probably – see what he actually is yeah and um and and, i mean to be honest i don't think steph is a top five player maybe at one point he was but i don't know if we're gonna get i don't want to jump the gun here but we're gonna talk about you know because i think a lot of both these teams maybe not as a team but as certain players they just get hyped up so much by the media and i think Nobody more than Steph Curry has been hyped up by the media because he's a great shooter. You know, obviously, like you said, he's changed the game, and he has, and his style of play has. But you just look at you look at his numbers. I mean, just going by the numbers, take all the glitz and the glamour out of it. I remember the first time I saw the Warriors, Steph Curry missed more than half his threes, and I'm like, man. It's, I, I sure thought he was a much better shooter than this because the way they just hype him up on SportsCenter nonstop. And he was great in the first quarter, like you said, but he's Mr. First, first quarter. You know, he'll hit these threes. When in crunch time in 2016, what we saw, game seven, where was he? He, he was nowhere to be found. He didn't come through. And the two seasons when he didn't have Clay Thompson, he didn't make the playoffs. The Warriors were one of the worst teams in the league without Clay Thompson. So how are you going to tell me that this guy is a top five player, maybe one of the best of all time, and when he doesn't have his quote-unquote Robin, you know, he can't even make the playoffs. And they drafted number two one year. They drafted like five last year. So to me, he's just – he's a great shooter and a great ball handler. His defense is pretty average. Uh you know, if he takes it into the post, he's he doesn't have that strength to get it up against some other guys. He can make some tremendous shots, but he's a great shooter. Yes, he's not. Did you know he's not even a top ten? Here's what I look at when I look at like running backs in the NFL, and I look at three point shooters in the NBA. I look at what's your percentage. You know, how many yards per carry are you getting? I don't care that you take more carries than other guys when you touch the ball. How many yards do you get when you touch the ball? When you take a three-point shot, how many times are you making that three-point shot compared to other people? Because he just putting up a ton of volume doesn't impress me. He's not even a top 10 guy in three-point shooting. Believe it or not, I, I was doing the work, and I thought, okay, he's number three. No, number three is his brother, Seth Curry. Seth Curry has a better three-point shooting percentage than Steph does. Yeah, Steph's number 12. But that's also volume, too, though, because you also got to factor in that Seth, instead of Steph, you know, Seth is only putting up maybe six, seven shots a game compared to his brother who's putting up 30 shots a game. So, so and, and maybe maybe you and I differ. I mean, maybe well, I mean, you I, think- I can't I can't do that on that because, I mean, Kyle Korver being the assassin he is, that's all he did was shoot three pointers. 
So he and was, guess what? He, he's in the top ten all time of three okay. point shooting percentage. And you know who number one is? Oh my god, I hate to say what. All right, give it to me. Steph Curry's coach. Steve Kerr. That's Steve all he Curry, was asking. Number one all time. You know, number two is the North Carolina head coach, uh, Hubert Davis. So, I mean, these guys, if they just took as many three-pointers as Steph, you know, I understand, like you said, you take more shots, your your percentage is more likely to go down. And the game is different now. And But he's a great shooter. But I, I just don't buy that, you know, because they're they're talking about him. What brought this to my mind? They're talking about him on uh, one of these ESPN shows as being on the basketball. Mark Rushmore is one of the four best players of all time, and no. just like he's not a complete player, he's a great shooter, one of the best shooters all time. I still wouldn't put him as the best shooter of all time, but one of the best shooters of all time. And I think the media. Just hypes him up so much. He's never did anything without Clay. I mean, what would you think if Michael Jordan didn't even reach the playoffs without Scottie Pippen? Would we be calling him the greatest player of all time? Probably not. I mean, you can't even. And I understand Steph dealt with injuries during those years. But I mean, one year he basically just gave up. He's like, well, we don't have Clay. We're probably not going to win the title. So I'm just going to sit out a bunch of games because I have a finger injury or, or whatever tiny little injury it was. Well, Give me a break. Didn't Michael Jordan actually make it the one year without uh, Scottie Pippen because he sat out because of his contract? Probably. I, I mean, mean I, you it's could just, be right. All right, so let's get into this now. All right, so you're rooting for the Celtics. Do you think? Yeah, as hard as it is to say I'm rooting for a Boston team, I guess I probably am. I hate that feeling, but I hate Golden State so much more. And here's the reason why. Let's get into your most overrated players in this series, Bry. Which you already came up with one. You said Steph Curry's overrated, right? He he he's you know it's him. I think the other guys, you know, I think some people are are getting a little too high on Tatum right now, but um, but like I said, I I think he has potential to get where they're just they're a step or two ahead of where he's at. So Tatum, I think these guys are great players. I, I'm not trying to to bring them down or anything like that. But I just think, you know, the media doing what they do, they're trying to hype it up. They're trying to get interest behind these teams. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just not buying that these are two top five guys like everyone's trying to sell you. No, I get it. And, you know, like mine for Golden State, Draymond Green. I think he's a punk. Like, I sure, I don't. You know, when at first when he came out, he, him only being what six seven, six eight, whatever the heck he is, and playing center and just playing aggressive, playing fast, playing as everybody else says, loose, playing loose, way too loose, and the dumb stuff that he does. I mean, you can either a almost guarantee a technical foul or a foul on him out of nowhere because of just he has. I'm not saying he doesn't have discipline, and I'm not saying that he can't change a game because. He can get down there and bloody it up like Lambeer. I, I trust me, I've seen that enough. But on the Boston side, they have one too. Marcus Smart. Those two, and everybody's sitting there like, well, Marcus is this for the team, and this it doesn't matter what Marcus Smart is for the team. They have their core. Yes, he's a part of their little bit of core, but he's doing what he's supposed to do in that team. <coughs> Kind of help facilitate. He's not supposed to take a whole bunch of shots. 
He's supposed to get maybe 20 points a game, if that. But he is supposed to shut down their top player on defense. That's what he's there for. Draymond Green, you can almost argue, is the same person because he is there to try to get ahead of somebody, to get somebody off their feet, and try to bug them out enough that they're just off for a night. And we saw it this last game where, you know, I think Boston only scored 80 points. They showed the highlights of Draymond after that. All he's doing the entire time is just jawing in somebody's face. Jawing in somebody's ear. Just nudging people. Just pushing people. Just just the subtle little digs that he does. Now, granted, mental assassin he is. I can actually say that. But as an actual basketball player, like, he's not He's good, but he's not that good. Like, why are they thinking like he is like the he's the number three to Clay and you know Steph? He's not. Mm-hmm. Number three was Durant when Durant was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, those are my overrated players. Yeah, I, I think people, you know, we we do this all the time in sports is where we compare two guys that are similar body types or you know, play a similar way. And so people want to compare Draymond to Charles Barkley. And I mean, go look at the numbers. Draymond's not even in Charles Barkley's stratosphere. Draymond's a good player, but Charles Barkley, just because Draymond has championships, and I know in this day and age, we're all about the championships. Well, how many championships did he win? Go look at the, like, go look at the numbers. Draymond and Charles Barkley are two different players. Draymond, is a poor man's Charles Barkley. So, you know, I guess it's just the day and age we live in with uh, with social media and everybody trying to overreact to everything. And, well, this is better than that was 20 years ago, and it's just not always the case. All right, Bri, you are completely correct. We got to uh, we got to move the other one over. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. But we will. Uh, Vinny is off the screen right now, so I'm in charge of the uh, controls now, which is actually quite fun. All right, we are going to get into our Browns, two offensive and two defensive players that need to step up for a great year for the Browns. And we're taking out like quarterback out of this. Taking yeah, out this, right. We're taking out you know like Miles Garrett always has to step up. We're talking about some other people that really need to take a next step to help the Browns out this year and get to the next level. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian, I can go first on this one. Oh, you're you go. Out. I got a couple. So if you take one of mine, then, then I'll just pivot to a different answer. All right. So offensive wise, I got to see Kareem Hunt healthy. Um, I think he is a different changer. Now they did sign to Ernest Johnson and I threw up a Twitter poll real quick. Uh, last when I found out when I was, you know, coherent, mm-hmm. uh, they signed him i said now that the uh room is full i mean do you expect this room to change drastically now the one thing that scares me is kareem hunt is older he's got one year left on his contract and they have drafted a lot of rookies behind these guys so Dimitri felton uh the kid from cincinnati who i'm forgetting his name is it ford jerome ford yes so i'm just guessing that's a good one. I like it. High five. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think Kareem Hunt last year being off this team kind of changed this team. Um, because, yes, De'Aaron did a great job filling in, but I think Kareem Hunt was the the one 
punch they needed to kind of help out, and it wasn't there. Um, number two, he just got a shit ton of money. David Njoku, uh, he has definitely got to step up, and he's got to prove that he's worth that money because if he comes out and falls flat on his face like Austin Hooper, Browns fans are probably going to go insane, and they're probably going to be screaming and yelling. Granted, we always say it's not our money. It's their money. But this kid, is it's time for him to now show up. Show up and show out. Because if you're not, that's the way the cycle works. Other side. Uh, Greedy Williams has got to step up. All right. Now, granted, he played all last year, but we need a healthy Greedy to get a good assessment of what he actually did because we do have a lot of young corners in our in our defensive back room. And last but not least, even though he did step up when he was playing, we need JOK to stay healthy. And because when he is healthy and on the field, he is a difference maker in that linebacker room. He truly is. So, Brian, what about you? Yeah, well, I'm glad you uh, you went first because you <clears throat> mentioned a couple guys that I was thinking of. Um, JOK, for sure. Um, I know it's putting a lot of pressure on a second-round draft pick in his second year. But we've seen the flashes from him. Our linebacker core is kind of weak, and he has a lot of physical abilities. So we just need him to make that next step. And also with Njoku, yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, he, he, he just got a huge payday. And he's making, like we talked about last week, top five money. So if he's making top five money, I'm going to expect – George Kittle. I'm going to expect Darren Waller. I know that sounds like crazy talk, but um, I, I, to me, it's not. And you give him that money, he has to step up. He has to put up those numbers that those guys are doing. And I don't expect him to block like Kittle, but um, but I'm hoping for more in the passing game, more consistency. But so I'll pivot to uh, my first guy is Donovan Peoples Jones. And I know it's a lot to ask of a six-round pick in his third year and his second quarterback, but the Browns haven't made any moves to this point. Who knows if we get OBJ? Um, you know, there's been rumors over the last week that the Browns are talking to him or he has interest in coming back, which yeah, but I, he won't be back until almost the end of the season, right? Right, right. And, and to me, I, I'd be very surprised if he goes anywhere but the L.A. Rams because he is Los Angeles. His personality is Los Angeles, so I'm sure he wants to be there. Um, but DPJ, you know, the Browns haven't made any other moves. They've put the pressure on him, and he, like like Njoku, like we talk about with him, he's a tremendous talent. He has tremendous abilities. And he was the number one wide receiver come out of high school. He kind of had an okay career in college, but um, but he obviously slid in the draft for a reason. And the Browns are giving him a great opportunity. Most six-round picks do not get this opportunity. If Deshaun Watson ended up playing half a season or a few games a season or something, you know, to get the opportunity of being the number two receiver – in a great offense with a pretty good quarterback. Um, you know, it's time. If he doesn't do it this year, they'll probably go out and sign somebody in the offseason or make a trade for somebody. Um, so, so I think this is it. This is his time. Um, and speaking of getting opportunities, my number two guy is uh, is Nick Harris. 
He's kind of the, the forgotten guy on our offensive line. He's replacing, he's stepping into big shoes um, filled by Treader over the last few years. And the Browns have kind of stuck by him. You know, he was late round draft pick also, I think maybe in the fifth round, um, fourth round, fourth round. And he was kind of an undersized guy out of, uh, out of Washington and the Browns like what they've seen from him, obviously, because they've had chances to draft other centers or sign guys. And I think, didn't we get a guy from Seattle or something? Yes, he was a second-round pick, but he's also like a camp guy to bring in, too. So Right, yeah. right. So maybe a guy to push him. Well, then we bit. drafted the one kid out of, what, the seventh-round kid? Right, right. So you got a couple guys that are put. – they're not just handing him the job. No. But uh, I think their plan is to have him start the season out. And he's got in there in uh, some kind of sporadic situations over the past where we need him to step in. Treader has been a warrior. He hasn't missed much time. But he's stepped in his guard uh, a couple times, and he's done pretty well. And like I said, he's undersized, so he's not that athletic freak or that strong offensive lineman in the middle of the line to give you that push. but. He's a guy that Bill Callahan believes in. He's a guy that the Browns believe in. And um, and I'm hoping that he can solidify the center of that offensive line because that offensive line could be great. And they're going to be looking to him for that leadership. The center kind of always falls into that role. So hopefully he can step it up. Um, so those are my guys on offense. My guys on defense, like I said, I agree with you and JOK, but I'll go with uh, with John Johnson. I mean, we gave him a ton of money last year. We were expecting big things. We were very excited to have him in our secondary. And I wouldn't say he had a terrible year or anything or even a bad year, but we just didn't seem to hear his name a whole bunch. He made a tackle here or maybe a tip ball there. And he just, he didn't come up with that big play as much as we were hoping for is, you know, he's been billed as that, center fielder of our defense and that playmaker, that Ed Reed type in the middle of our defense. And I feel like he just didn't come through with that. So hopefully second year in the system, you know, the Browns defense as a whole got a lot better as the year went on. So hopefully with the experience, he will get better as an individual player. Um, and then my other guy on defense and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I put this down and I still don't fully believe it. But I'm going to say Miles Garrett. Um, you know, he's a great player. He's probably a Hall of Famer. But my expectations are maybe even higher than that. Um, you know, I now understand he's getting double and triple teamed. Um, but so is T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt won the Defensive Player of the Year. And Aaron Donald gets double and triple teamed every single day. And he's most people consider him better than Miles Garrett. And neither one of those guys were drafted in the top 10 or the number one overall pick in the draft. So Miles Garrett has been kind of billed as the guy since like his sophomore year in college. And he's had high expectations and he's been a pro bowler. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking for him to be the best defensive player in the NFL. Aaron Donald's getting older, you know, Honestly, if if T.J. Watt doesn't play Baker Mayfield at the end of December in uh, in Pittsburgh, I don't know if he wins Defensive Player of the Year last year. But uh, I'm looking for the accolades from Miles Garrett. I'm looking for him to 
Now we have a, sec- a 17th game. I'm looking for him to get 20 sacks in a season. He's got Jadavion Clowney on the other side, so they can't strictly pay attention to him. So I think it's very possible. I just I, I need to see it throughout a whole season. I want him to be the best, not just one of the best or a top five guy. Uh, you know, he's in his prime. He's not going to be any better than he is right now. So now's the time to do it. All right. So my brother from another mother, my brother-in-law, Chris Van, uh, asked, can we include special teams or a kicker? And, you know, yes, we can. I mean, Kate York has got – it's his job. That's – they've already said that. They've been down at First Energy Stadium with him. He has been everywhere kicking. The only thing I can say is, Cleveland fans, I know we don't do this a lot, but do not rush to judgment on this guy right out of the gate. Let him get his footing. Let him get in there. And yep, thanks, Toby. Still sounds the same. Thanks, bud. Uh, <laughs> but let him get his footing. I mean, he's a rookie. He's coming in. He's going to have his ups and downs his rookie year. It's a learning experience for him, too. So I understand that you know, the kicker is the most important thing, especially on certain teams that want to go to the playoffs. Let's see what we, he can do first, and then we'll judge it from there. I mean, if he goes out and starts shanking kicks and missing five out of five, you know, then you have a right to gripe. But if he's just missing one here or one there, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. And let's see what he does because it's going to take him a little bit to understand everything. So, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's got, I mean, honestly, he has a lot of pressure on him. Right. He has maybe more pressure on him than anybody else does in our rookie class. Um, because we saw it last year with Egan McPherson in our own state. A uh, rookie kicker comes in, and he's a top 10, maybe top 5 guy, and he's just nails in the playoffs. So we've seen it happen with a young kicker in our state, in our division. Now that's what we expect from Cade York. Cade York was a higher draft pick than Evan McPherson was. Cade York trained with the same guy that McPherson did. So subconsciously, we think, well, he has to be at least as good as McPherson. And he he set a high bar. So it's going to be tough for Cade York. Obviously, he's kicked in some big games in the SEC. But the NFL is a different different animal. The first energy field or whatever they call it now is is a different animal. And he's been kicking down there a lot, it sounds like. Been talking to Phil Dawson a lot. And... It'll be he'll kind of ease into it with the September and October games, but come November, December, that's where he's going to have to make his money. All right, uh, Vinny, why don't you hop in here? I see you there in the back. <coughs> you able to hop in? There he is. You got to turn your microphone on. See, this is why. There it is. I can hear you now. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, we, there we go. We got it now. All right, <laughs> gentlemen. All right. I am starting to get a little bit of a headache, so we're going to quickly sure. the trivia and the um, top uh, three word of the day. Do you want to skip Fat Boy Tuesday? No, because I actually put out uh, the trivia on um, or the no, Fat Boy Tuesday on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, sure. So, I'll quickly run through what I got to, but we'll go quickly run through stuff where I can get off 
And then you guys can talk about some of the breads because I got extra breads that were brought up to me on Twitter and we'll go through there. All right. So, uh, trivia, Bry, you asked me Guardians slash Indians, win percentage yep. as a team, and you grouped yep. it out. I'm going to go, you have five through what? Five through? One, one through four, five through eight, nine through 12, 13, 16, 17, 20. I'm going to go 13 through 16. They are actually number seven. All Get time. Out of here. All right. Yeah, I that that was a surprise to me. Um, you know, because the top five are your standard blue bloods, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Dodgers, uh, I think San Francisco, Cubs, and St. Louis. So wow. I mean, obviously those first six teams are top notch. They're the cream of the cream, and they're you know, rivals with one another. So they're just keeping each other afloat and the success is high. And so I couldn't believe when I saw, I was looking through, I, I probably took a screenshot of this maybe about, you know, probably a couple months ago. And yeah, five, I think five twelve is their all-time win percentage. So seventh best team in the in baseball history. That's pretty good. All right. That's actually amazing. All yeah. right. You ready for uh, word of the day? Because the phone's plugged in. Oh boy, it hates it. Okay, I didn't have the volume up. Ah, uh, there it is. Sumptuous. There it is. Sumptuous. I feel that's what I look like when I dress up for Memorial Day. <laughs> that one yeah, going out there in my American flag. Overalls with no shirt on, with a hat, sunglasses. You feel very sumptuous. I do. All right, give us the definitions, bud. All right, definitions again. Is it A, quality or state of being faithful to someone? B, extremely costly, rich, or magnificent? C, blend or mix together? Or D, done without energy or enthusiasm? such as like a duty or like a habit. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with the rich one, whatever the rich one was. Uh, B. B, extremely B. costly, rich. That's, that's that's what I'm thinking, too. You gentlemen are both correct. Sweet. Great job. He did an easy one because you don't want me to think too hard because my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Vinny. I like that. Yes. I like that one, too. All right, so let's get into uh, – you got the brand uh, pulled up there. Let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday real quick. Yep. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. I'm sorry, everybody. I just – the headache is kicking in, and I'm trying to watch the screen, and all I get is the – like, you know how you guys live our new intro where it goes, fatty, 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 fatty. That's close what- your eyes. You don't have to look at the screen. Just close your eyes. All right, we can do that. All right, so Tuesday is uh, best uh, restaurant breads, all right? Now, I put this poll out on Twitter, right? And what I put out was Texas Roadhouse, Olive Garden, Bob Evans, or other, all right? Mm -hmm. We have got a lot of Texas Roadhouse lovers. 
right? Got a lot of red lobster cheddar biscuits. There you go. All right, we got a lot of Olive Garden. And then there was a couple other Longhorn was on there. Uh, macaroni grill with their bread and oil. Mm. Um, there's a lot on there. So why don't you guys give me your uh, favorite bread places? Do we want to make this our top three? Uh, we could do that real quick. We could do it all into one. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're trying to speed it up, why don't we just make this our top three? All right. Um, so Twitter poll has actually... Texas Roadhouse was winner over everything because of the cinnamon butter. Yes. Right. You can't go wrong with that cinnamon butter. And right. you got to have at least 14 rolls before you actually get your steak meal. So, I mean, that's just a given. Reason why mm-hmm. I pulled Olive Garden in there because Olive Garden is just the best with breadsticks. <laughs> not, I mean, Brian, it's not Fazoli, Fazoli's. Um, oh, I forgot about Fazoli's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's They're see. similar. They're on the same level, I think. Let's see here. Betty Chew Cheese is Polly. Olive Garden is fake Italian food. Yeah, I know. I know it is Polly. Panera <laughs> <laughs> bread. I forgot Panera bread. Panera bread's really good too. Endless breadsticks. <laughs> How can you go wrong? Yeah, that's oh. like Batman's dream. That's when you go there for the endless <laughs> breadsticks. You really don't have to go anywhere. Or the the bread bowls. The oh god, I forgot about bread bowls. Here we go. Now we're down another path. Um, even some of the uh, mom and pop shops here uh, like sweet basil's breadsticks are oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but they do the olive oil and like I like the one where you can dip it either in the marinara or olive oil or of course if you're really fat the cheese Uh uh-huh nacho cheese are we are we throwing in pretzels with this too like like what Give me a pretzel. No, oh, you mean like an appetizer pretzel? Yeah. No, I, was, I was thinking, so what brought this on was we went to a Cheesecake Factory for Ashley's birthday, and she actually brought it up because they give you the complimentary bread, and she loves the, uh, the honey wheat or whatever they give you. And so I was like, oh, that's a good one. I don't know if we've talked about that. So that was what brought it on. I'd say Cheesecake Factory is probably not in my top three, but they're pretty good. Texas Roadhouse, obviously, is uh, one of the best. So I put them at my number one. And Olive Garden, probably number two. And then number three, I might cheat a little bit and say the Loveless Cafe down in Nashville, Tennessee, because those are the best biscuits I've ever had. I know the Cheddar Biscuits from from long or from a uh, red lobster are amazing but these are just biscuits and i've never been a big biscuit fan i thought well how good could they be man there's something else i mean if you're down in the area you definitely gotta check it out but uh and i even think you can maybe order it online but i know a lot of people probably haven't had that so i feel like i'm cheating a little bit but they're all good. Carabas too. Have you ever oh, been to Carabas? Yes. They got the the oil and the herbs that oh, you yeah. dip it in. That was good. Bob Evans rolls are really really good. Uh, love Bob Evans rolls. Like we have we have a place down at uh, my dad's where we actually buy those rolls, and they don't last that long. Let's just be honest. Uh, <laughs> here, Toby said Harry's Steakhouse. I have never eaten there yet. We're going to, have to go there. <laughs> uh, also, I want to throw one back at you guys. There is a place in Amish country. I think it's Der Dutchman, and they bring oh, out. Oh yeah, 
bread and the butter, like the homemade bread that they make. Oh my gosh! It's it's right off of seventy one there, south of Mansfield. Oh, so good! Really good! So good! All right, let's get into our top three. I mean, we talked bread. Everybody else has brought up bread. I mean, the top winner was Texas Roadhouse. Uh, Chris said that butter from Texas Roadhouse. Like, do you guys even spread the butter? Because I just take the roll and, like, dunk it in the cup and just. (laughs) I'm not usually there by myself. (laughs) If I'm there by myself, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you guys remember um, Damon's used to have really good rolls. Yes, they did. Damon's. Yeah, I don't know if they're still around. There used to be one up by Dave and Buster's in like Westlake, but I don't even know if they're around still. No, the last one shut down, and that was at oh, right there on Pearl or Bagley. You know which one I'm talking about? They're in Middleburg Heights. They changed it into a Starbucks now. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Of course, yeah. yeah. Come on, come I on, know. America, do better. Keep Damon's I alive. I know. We have enough Starbucks. All right. Well, you don't have to bring up the top three. We'll do our top three breads. And I will go first. My number three is the Cheddar Biscuits from Red Lobster. I love the Cheddar Biscuits from Red Lobster. My number two is the Texas Roadhouse. All right. And, Bri, you're going to love it. My number one, Fazoli's. There you go. Fazoli's Breadsticks. Most people don't know what Fazoli's is. It's kind of like a fast food Italian restaurant. Um, you can go in and get your food, stuff like that. But man, there is something about those breadsticks at about two thirty in the morning when you're just craving something to soak up some alcohol, and those breadsticks hit it every time. Is there one near you? There's one in Lima. Oh, okay. I know there's one in uh, there's one in Mansfield, and there's one in Sandusky, but those are the only two that I know of still. Uh, highly recommended by the fat guys here on this show, with exception of Vinny. I don't think Vinny's half as old as yet. Doesn't sound familiar. It's almost like uh, the fast name food of it Italian sounds... food, I'd say. Oh, yeah. It is fast food Italian food. Mm-hmm. You pick your pasta, you pick your sauce, they put it all together, and then you get your breadsticks. And you're out <laughs> Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Brian, what about your top three? I already gave up my top three, so you can go to Vinny. Vinny? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Nino's, Nino's over in uh, North Ridgeville. It's okay. got some excellent bread. I've uh, been there the last couple times, and, yeah, it was really good. They give you the oil and stuff with it, too. Oh, nice. So Sweet. it's very good. Uh, definitely Texas Roadhouse. You know, got to throw that up there. I've always enjoyed eating the, the cinnamon butter. Um, and my number one, Mama Katina's. Oh, I forgot so, about Mama There you they go. Yeah, how amazing- we forget about that? What are we doing? We forgot about Mama Katina's. They had amazing <laughs> bread. Well, that just means we have to go back. It's been almost a year. Because Mama, That's right. you know, if Lauren sees this right now, she's probably going to smack the crap out of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> good bread. I, I Slipped my mind. I forgot because Hope kept slapping at me to stop eating the bread and wait for my food. I'm like, I, yep. can't, I can't help it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. Thank you for bringing that up, Vinny. Absolutely. Well done. All right, everybody. We are here at the end of the show. Uh, we went a little long. We talked way too long in the NBA Finals, which normally Brian and I don't hit the national stuff, but we felt obligated to because sure, it's the only thing going on in sports really right now. Uh, next week we will be talking Cleveland sports draft as part of our show next week, and uh, Brian concocted this where you can pick players from either team here in Cleveland, or coaches or GMs. How do you concoct your team? We'll see how it goes. So if you guys want to chime in 
on our Twitter at Ham Illegal. Just start chiming in teams. Who you guys think would be the best team in Cleveland sports right now? All right, yep. drafting who who whoever you think is like the most valuable player or coach or GM or owner. I mean, I mean, there's you, a lot of people out there that love Dan Gilbert for getting us a championship. So if he's one of your guys, then draft him. All right, uh, I'm gonna have to call in some help on this one. That's not a problem. <laughs> it's only five rounds, so only 15 guys will be drafted. Call in Holzheimer. There you go. Yeah. You bring do that. Bring in the righty. I got my brother, and I also got uh, his buddy, Justin, my buddy, too. But, start yeah, chalking Justin. up your big board. So, you better you better start right now because I don't want to see you come in scribbling shit down on Tuesday. Oh, no. <laughs> not on that day, I can't. Actually, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be Sunday, and he's going to go, hey, Fats. I'm like yeah, buddy. Uh, what are we doing again? I'm like, here it is. I'll get you. I'll get you. It's is, all right. is is Vinny going to be the guy who come fifth round's going to be like, has Miles Garrett been taken yet? What I'm about Jose kicker. Ramirez? I'm taking that kicker. <laughs> that fantasy draft guy that doesn't pay attention. Oh, that's me. Taking a- Taking a punter first round. No, we're doing defense. No. <laughs> I was the first guy out in the last draft for football. Oh, so I, know, I didn't want to bring it up, Vinny. Next year, only one way to it. go. One direction to go. <laughs> we do have to get into that soon because uh, fantasy football will be starting soon. Okay, Brian. Right. Yeah. I have an idea, and I want to run it by you, but we won't do it on the show tonight. Cool. Uh, all right. So, everybody, thank you guys so much for watching. Like I said, Saquon Barkley jersey or $100 straight to you. We need 100 subscribers on YouTube. We need 500 followers on Facebook. And we need 2,000 followers on Twitter. We will random it out. And then somebody's going to get $100 or a Saquon Barkley jersey. Their choice. All right. And then next week, do not forget the $25 gift card to Mr. B's. If. I can stump Big Bry on trivia. All right? And you get it right. And you get it right. Yeah. We had a lot of people that were close, and I have one guy actually message me. He goes, I forgot. It was 2002, not 2001. I'm like, what's your answer (laughs) now? He goes, zero. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you feel better now? He goes, pour me up for two days. So, (laughs) that makes a good one. All right, gentlemen, we're here at the end of the show. Vinny, you want to tell him good night? Hey, have a great night, everybody. All right, Big Bri, God bless him. Yeah, God bless you. God bless America. All right, I am that fat guy. I want to thank everybody for watching. I apologize we kind of ran through Fat Boy Tuesday. Daddy's head is still throbbing like a mother. Certain words I can't use right now. We'll do PG-13. All right, but thank you guys so much for watching. We love our troops. We love our first responders. You know, can't thank them enough for what they do. Um, We say it every week. So thank you guys. And on that note, fellas, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. See ya. Sweet. Some